Hey, Million Bazillionaires, it's your host, Jed. Bridget and I are still on break. She's helping me finally fix up that old treehouse. And the squirrels are not leaving without a fight. Anyway, in the meantime, I've got something to share with you. It's a clip from another show I'm part of called Smash Boom Best. And in every episode, two debaters argue which is cooler. This week's battle is teleportation, the ability to appear anywhere instantly, versus telekinesis, the ability to move things with your mind. I'm arguing teleportation is better because, obviously, it's the best. But don't take my word for it. Here's a peek at the episode. We flipped a coin, and Jed, you're up first. Let's hear your take on teleportation. Teleportation versus telekinesis. Let's imagine it's an actual fight. I'm Jed, teleporter extraordinaire, and I'm going up against someone called, I don't know, Mindo? Oh, that's terrible. Tremble before the great Mindo. Hey, he's into it. Okay, so we're all on the same page. Teleportation is disappearing and reappearing in another place in an instant. So, let's lay down some ground rules. First, I don't need machines to teleport. I can just zip around using my own body. Second, I can take whatever I'm holding with me. Otherwise, I'd leave my clothes behind. Third, and this is important, I do not have to be looking at my destination. Despite what Nightcrawler from the X-Men movie X2 says. I have to be able to see where I'm going, otherwise I could wind up inside a wall. That is nonsense. Two things cannot occupy the same space. What happens when you walk into a wall? Do you accidentally end up inside it? No, of course not. You bounce off. If something is in the spot where I want to teleport to, I either can't go or I end up next to it. Okay, let's rumble, Mindo. Welcome to your doom. I'll crush you with this parking meter. Don't worry, he won't get me. I mean, I just disappear before anything hits me. Oh man, now he's throwing a goat at me? Would even get a goat? You'll never defeat me. You know what? Let's bail. Okay, look, yeah, moving things around with your mind seems pretty cool. But telekinesis is mainly good for people too lazy to get up and walk to the kitchen for snacks. Teleportation? Now that's useful. For society. It completely solves the problem of transportation. I mean, think of all the time you waste during rush hour, or all the poor animals that get killed every day by cars and trucks. Plus, let's not forget about pollution. Vehicles cause a little under a third of the U.S.'s carbon emissions. If everyone could teleport, climate change wouldn't be as bad as it is today. It's no wonder people have been fantasizing about teleportation for more than a century. You've got your teleporters in the X-Men, you've got Star Trek, even the witches and wizards in Harry Potter apparate, which is just the magical version, but with a weaker name. Plus, as a teleporter, I can go anywhere, like Paris. I've been here 400 times because my tummy gets hankerings for the most delicious croissant on the planet. Hey, random adorable French kid, what's better? Teleportation or smell of kinesis? Tu me bustes That's right, teleportation. Give me five up top. Mama! 
let's move on. We have to be quiet now. We're in a library. Because I wanted to know what that French kid said to me. But also, this brings up another great thing about teleportation. I can find things out faster than the internet. Don't believe me? Alright, you search for uh, how many toes does the Great Sphinx have? And I'll... 18! Or 16? It's kind of hard to tell if some of them are toes or just weird bumps. Alright, let's go again. What's the weather like in Kathmandu? Rainy. Very, very rainy. Sir, you are dripping water all over the books! Mm. Teleportation is also great for building strong relationships. Do your grandparents live in a different state or country? Did your best friend move to a far-off town? Doesn't matter. You could have dinner with them tonight. And for you science-minded people, here's something that's really wild. Just a few years ago, scientists were able to teleport photons from Earth up to a satellite 300 miles away in space. Technically, what they did was teleport information about one teeny tiny proton on Earth to a twin proton on the satellite. It was a big deal. And it means a step towards super fast, super powerful computers and a much more secure internet. And some scientists think human teleportation will be possible in a hundred years, give or take. What would you do with that power? Go visit the rarest animals? Get the most epic selfies? Explore the universe? You could, thanks to teleportation. Oh yeah, and I guess I never answered the question of who'd win a fight. A teleporter or a telekinesister? Well, let me just put on my super heavy-duty parka. And... Oh, looks like the scared cat is back! That coat won't protect you from three garbage cans! Uh, just gotta pop in, grab the guy... Take your hands off me! And okay, here we are at the South Pole. Whew, it is brisk! My giant head! It's so c c cold! Now, should I leave you here, or do you promise to be good? Please don't leave me here! I'll b b b be good! And there you have it! Teleportation absolutely wins in a fight. And it should also win this debate. Jet out! A transporting and tremendous declaration from Team Teleportation. Carlos, what stood out to you from Jed's declaration? Well, uh, no more roadkill. <laughs> uh, yeah, I no longer think about hitting a cow with my car, possibly in the future. <laughs> what parts of his arguments did you think were most persuasive? Leaving the telekinetic person in the North Pole to freeze to death? That's a... Sticky will not sticky, more of a freezing situation to get out of. But it's effective, am I right? <laughs> well, Manica, I see you scribbling down comebacks with your telekinetic powers. You have 30 seconds to respond to Jed, and your time starts now. Okay, first of all, I'm hearing a lot of ground rules. I'm hearing weak boundaries. There's a lot of stuff we had to set up for teleportation that you don't need a machine. And so telekinesis, you just use your mind. You already have it in your head. You're all good. It's there. 
And also, lots of the stuff that you mentioned is for yourself. So going cool places, for yourself. There's more to the world than just your own self, your own interests. I did like when you said you could visit other people. That seems like you could bring joy to other people. But that's a concession that, you know. And time. We don't need any concessions here. <laughs> um, solving climate change is not just for me, Manica. <laughs> that's true. But I think telekinesis could help solve climate change, too. Oh, we'll see. We will. <laughs> well, Manika, we're going to see right now. It's time for you to switch from defense to offense. Your turn to wow us with the power of telekinesis. Go. Oh, yeah. Oh, am I a little bit off mic? What a perfect opportunity to show off the beauty of telekinesis. Rather than reaching my hand out to move the mic, I could move the mic to me just by thinking about it. Ah. That's much better. Telekinesis is the power to move stuff around without touching it. Usually, it's chalked up to being a brain power. But I think there's some heart in there, too. And that's what's really the best about it. Let's start at the beginning. The word telekinesis first pops up in English in 1890. It has Greek roots. Tele means far away, and kinesis means to move. Teleportation also has Greek roots, same tele, but it's later to the scene. Teleportation first shows up in a book in 1931. So for anyone keeping track at home, we've been writing about telekinesis in English for 41 years longer than teleportation. And I'm pretty sure that's not a coincidence. People are fascinated by the idea of moving things without touching them. So naturally, they've been trying to prove their telekinetic powers for a long time. One telekinesiologist, that's what I call someone who's working on practicing telekinesis, was an international celebrity named Eosapia Palladino. There are many doctors and professors, many counts, princes, and kings, but in the world there is only one Eusapia. There is one Eusapia. I didn't make that up. Eosapia is reported to have actually said that. Often. Eosapia was famous for her psychic abilities. She claimed to do lots of things. Talk to the dead, sprout tiny blue flames from all over her body, and levitate objects. Telekinesis. You see, the table has lifted. My powers are proven. She performed all over Europe and the United States. And very high-profile people came to watch. Like Marie Curie, who you may remember for discovering radioactivity. When Eosapia performed, there was astonishment. There was awe. There was also debate. Researchers at Harvard and Columbia studied her talents and found something suspicious. Yeah, she definitely lifted the table with her foot. <gasps> How dare you disrespect my power. There is only one, Eusapia. To be clear, I'm not saying whether or not Eusapia was actually lifting tables with her mind. But I am saying that we are desperate for telekinesis to be real. And of course we are. Telekinesis would make so many things better. Getting a hummus and cracker plate without lifting a finger, that would be great. But that's small potatoes compared with what big-scale telekinesis might be able to do. It could improve the world. What if we got good enough at telekinesis that we could move stuff we needed with our minds, like food and supplies, instead of burning a bunch of fossil fuels to ship everything around? 
Or what if it was possible for people to relocate dangerous materials like nuclear waste without getting anywhere near it? Or if a bunch of telekinesiologists could work together and push away hurricanes and tsunamis with their thoughts before any natural disasters had a chance to hurt anyone? Hurricane Delia is headed for the coast, but don't mind it. The International Agency for Telekinesis will have it pushed off before it's anywhere near us, leaving us with just a chance of drizzle. Now back to you, Meg. Telekinesis is for the generous of heart, the helpers of the world. It's for wise, kind souls who care. Movies and TV shows back me up. Think Star Wars. At the end of The Last Jedi, things look bleak. Finn and a bunch of other members of the Resistance are trapped in a cave. Until Rey moves a bunch of boulders with her mind and frees them. Telekinesis helps you take care of your friends. Or what about Stranger Things? The character Eleven has awesome telekinetic powers. In one episode, bullies are forcing one of her friends, Mike, to jump off a super high cliff into a lake. They're counting down to his jump. Three! Two! Three! One! And he jumps. But when the bullies run out to look over the edge of the cliff, they see Mike floating in midair. Eleven pulls him back up to safe ground. And not only that, she scares off the bullies, too. Go. Let's get out of here. Let's go. It's a powerful tool for generous souls. Outside of movies and TV shows, in very real research labs, engineers are working on technology that gets pretty close to telekinesis. And it would also help a bunch of people. I'm talking about brain-controlled prosthetics. Prosthetics replace missing body parts. So they might stand in for a foot or an arm. And they can be tricky to use. Some of them are stiff or hard to maneuver, and some don't move at all. Brain-controlled prosthetics would be different. These prosthetics would measure brain signals with a brain implant or maybe a headset. And then thought commands like raise my hand or wiggle my toes would control the prosthetic's movement. Prosthetic wearers would be able to move their replacement limbs just by thinking about it. It's like a real-world form of telekinesis using your mind to move an object. And just imagine how many lives these prosthetics would change for the better. So, telekinesis, it's a caring power, one that lets you help people out from a distance. We definitely telekinete it. <laughs> a moving argument for telekinesis. Carlos, what did you think of Minica's declaration? The Stranger Things analogy the way Eleven helped take care of her friend with the telekinetic powers moves you to think, wow, maybe telekinesis would be a very people-centered approach. For sure. Jed, you've got 30 seconds to poke holes in Manica's argument, and your time starts now. First off, moving a microphone. Boom. I'm teleport. I'm over here. Boom. I'm back. Boom, over there again. <laughs> Boom, I'm back. Uh, also, you mentioned the Aesopia. That was totally fake. This is a person who's just lying to people. This is not a reason to support telekinesis. And finally, yes, in The Stranger Things, Eleven saves her friend. But if she were a teleporter, she could just zap in, grab him out of midair, and bring him back to safety. And, and she wouldn't get nosebleeds. <laughs> <laughs> 
two very passionate arguments for their sides, teleportation and telekinesis. You have two points to award, one for the best rebuttal and one for the best declaration. Think about who made the best points, who had the best facts or stories, who had the cooler things to tell you about their side. Don't tell us who you're awarding the points to, but mark it down on your score sheet. Gotcha, gotcha. Have you awarded your points? Why, yes, I have. Was it a tough call? In the beginning, yes. Then a little bit of thought. And I think I got it. Wonderful. Listeners at home, if you need more time to think, you can always hit pause with your mind or just teleport over to the pause button, whatever's easiest. Jed, Manica, how are you feeling about your chances? Oh, I'm pretty confident the teleportation just got two points. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling good. There's a lot to feel good about. Okay, everyone, we're going to take a breather. Rehydrate if you need to. We're going on a quick break. Yep, we'll be right back with more Smash Boom Best. Hey, it's Jed again. Want to know who won? Find Smash Boom Best wherever you podcast or just go to smashboom.org. Go teleportation. Bye. Bye. 